Hi, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor Podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 168, Job Reinventation. Finding my soul's true calling at 62 with Lisa Winston, best-selling author, TV host, and inspirational speaker and artist. I'm very honored to have you here, Lisa. She's a beautiful soul. She's artist. She Actually, I fell in love with her art. I saw her paintings and I said, wow, these are beautiful. And she's an author. She's a vocalist. And she also plays guitar and piano. So I'm very honored to have you here. And I know you, you've been through some challenges as well. So I don't want to um, stay waiting for you to talk. So still uh, have you here. So please introduce yourself and tell me how did you start your journey? Well, wow, that's a long... <laughs> I'm going to have to try to shorten it up for you. Thank you for having me here. I'm really blessed and honored to be here with you and your and your audience today. Um, I, you know, I just had a really rocky road. I came onto the planet very fearful. I had a lot of things happen to me, molestation, rape, abuse, uh, lost my house to wildfire, you know, breast cancer, and then two and a half years ago, neural Lyme disease. So that was just a few of the things that hit me. And <clears throat> I wrote my book, which you can see back there, Your Turning Point, because we talk about our lives, our lives are filled with turning points. Some are small, some are large, right? And if we listen to them, we listen to our intuition, it moves us forward and gets us where we're supposed to be. And so really that's what how I lived my life. The big one for me was the, the fire. And then two months later, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So I was going through rebuilding my house and cancer surgery and treatment at the same time. And so that was back in 2007, 2008. And that really, shifted my my mindset. I knew that I was in a toxic relationship. And if I stayed, I probably would get really sick and die sooner than I had wanted to. And so I knew that, you know, it was one of those moments where you really come face to face with mortality. It's kind of like, if I don't do what I'm here to do, I could actually die before I get to do it. So I made some choices. I left that, that relationship. I went on to build my coaching business. And then of course, I've had some other turning points up until that point. But um, I think I love the name of the show because we all get to reinvent ourselves over and over. A lot of people think that they have to do the same thing for, you know, 50 years, but I've done so many things and, and that keeps it fresh and new. And so that's why I'm really excited about sharing it at my age. You can do anything at any age. So that's what I'm here to talk about today. <laughs> yes. Job Reinvented Show is about reinventing yourself, especially I started this show in COVID when everyone is uh, very afraid of losing jobs, you know, and they didn't know how to do, uh, how to do with their life. You know, the problem is when you are doing something over and over again, going to uh, getting your pay slip, right? And then something just finish, you just wonder, wow, what should I do, you know? But at the, this COVID was good, 
uh, yes. warning for all of us mm -hmm. to start something new and to break some barriers and yes. some belief, limited belief. Because mm -hmm. I start, I studied all my life. <laughs> I studied uh, Master of Information Technology, Software Engineering, and then again another another certification, project management. Oh, so many things. And then at the end of the day. No, what I'm doing is not really related to what I studied because I learned you have to leave out of the box, right? Mm -hmm. Right. By the time you are just uh, trying to repeat other people's uh, mindsets mm -hmm. and uh, other people's belief, you're not going to change your life. So tell me about your turning point. When did you start writing your book and what was your inspiration? Yeah, thank you for asking that. First of all, I don't have a technology, technological side to my brain at all. I'm all creative. Pisces, you know, emotional. That's that's me. So I I hate the kind of stuff that you love and you went to school for. I don't want to do it, you know. Um, but um, my turn when I did the turning when I actually left from the fire and the breast cancer, that got me down the road. But again, I reinvented myself over and over. Not because I, I mean, as you said, I'm, I'm a vocalist. I do many different things. I wear a lot of hats, like a lot of us do. But my problem is, is that I was very dissatisfied. It was hard. Building a business was hard for me. And building a business and becoming an entrepreneur is hard. <laughs> you know, it's a very tedious process. You come face to face with your beliefs and your wounds and, and all those things. Um, and I did that. I really did that. But my problem was, is that as time went on, I was coaching and, it, and I, it, I liked it a little bit and I was good at it, but it didn't light my fire. And, and I was just tired of you know, talking to people with their problems. And sometimes when you coach people, they blame you for the, you know, everything. And it's kind of like, okay, I'm over this. I don't really want to do this anymore. It feels very heavy. And so what my turning point was after my big turning point was that back in, uh, I think April of 2017, I did my third or fourth online summit. And I had about 30 um, high energy, very um, well-known people on my summit. And it was really amazing. I had John Martini. I had, I had like a whole bunch of people. And of course, Joe was on my summit, Dr. Joe Vitale. And so I just asked these people. They all said yes. Well, Joe and I had this a massive connection, this energetic connection. We didn't know what it was, but we felt so aligned. And I did my summit. We went on with our lives. 2017, I was building my business and doing leadership programs and things. And then I changed to a coach who had was here in Texas and I had never flown to Texas to, to coach with a coach, but I did it over a six month period of time. Anyway, Joe was following me on Facebook, unbeknownst to me. And uh, he had asked if we wanted to, if I, he got in touch with me and said, do you want to get together for coffee? And I said, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. Well, it ended up not happening. He had an MRI that day. And so I came back to Texas in January of 2018. And at that time we actually had dinner together and we were so aligned. It was like, we had known each other forever. Uh, we enjoyed each other's company. And that's when we started talking about my book. I had lost all kinds of books in my computers when I lost my house to wildfire because I lost everything. And so I kind of lost my motivation to write. But I had these ideas about my whole life and all the things that I had gone through. And I wanted to help people overcome their challenges and let them know, hey, we all have a lot of stuff that, that happens, but it doesn't have to take us under. So at that point in time, Joe started mentoring me. Um, I started writing my book and then I actually went back to live with my mother for about six months while she, she was diagnosed with terminal breast cancer and I took care of her until she passed away and I wrote every morning. 
And it was very cathartic. I, I really channeled much of the book. And that was kind of like the new phase, the new chapter that started, you know, where I am right now. But again, it was following those baby steps, your intuition. And I can't stress to your audience enough that if you follow and hear and trust and do what your intuition says, I got a hit, a download, if you, I'm sure a lot of people here know what I'm talking about that are intuitive, to go live with my mother before I knew she was diagnosed and I couldn't figure it out, but I packed up all my stuff, put it in storage in California and started driving across the country. And halfway across the country, I got a call from my sister saying, mom was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. She's dying. So that always makes me emotional because I didn't know she was dying. So it's listening to your inner guidance, even when it makes no sense, even when it's scary and unknown and taking those steps in faith <laughs> leads you to the next step, the next step, exactly on the path that you're supposed to be on. So that's one of the biggest things I stress for anybody who wants to walk this journey. You know, it's so touching what you said. I was like analyzing your words in my mind because I recently I had my summit in PTSD and we talk about journaling for PTSD recovery and you definitely talk about it especially when you are in grief or when you you are actually you are hit by sudden trauma journaling is the best way for recovery it so is. first uh, this is one one point and then you talk about different transition in your life the, the courage that you had for yourself to step from one point to another one and uh, you also talk about uh, you also have a desire in painting is our these are your paints painting at the wall yeah i have some of them like i have a ton of them <laughs> like i just this you know i have some smaller ones i'm doing really big ones now wow wow just you so know i'm so colorful i have so many of them yeah i'm feeling <laughs> you know and i think uh, any of them have any of them has their own meaning, right? Yeah, that each one has their own energy. And, and yeah. I channel it for people who actually commission pieces for me. So, and I, I pray over my pieces. <laughs> so, yeah. so this is great. You have two pieces for PTSD recovery, which I really want you to talk about this. Even if this one is about job reinvented show, but it's really related to what we are talking. So I don't want to lose your points. And then we go and I ask you a question about uh, transition oh sure so, <laughs> yeah. so how journaling and painting help you yeah. recover from PTSD I'm not saying PTSD because you didn't have PTSD but oh, anyway I, I you did. had you did I had, all oh. of us somehow related oh yeah trauma, I, so I was yeah so I mean, you I'm had sorry. sequential I I missed you in the show uh in the summit I uh, I wish I could meet with you earlier so I could have you there but anyway uh, if you tell me about those um, impression you got from journaling and painting it's gonna help a lot of people oh yeah well I mean I've, de I've dealt with a lot of PTSD I was gang raped in college you know losing the house to wildfire with 10 minutes to get out and everything was gone I mean I've had a lot of different traumatic things happen and I'm still working through some of that but journaling um, is so important because it's just cathartic. It's really just writing down what you feel. It's really getting those emotions out because you don't always know, 
you know, we judge ourselves, we criticize ourselves. I shouldn't feel this way. And I don't know what to do about it. I also do a lot, a lot of other things. Like I work with um, practitioners that do, you know, EFT and energy healing. So I'm always on the path. And I want to share that with people. If you're really stuck, and you can't seem to get through something yourself, make sure you reach out to somebody appropriate that can help you move through the PTSD. Um, so journaling is super important. But journaling and painting and drawing and singing and dancing, there's so many things you can do. And the whole point of my painting is, is that, you know, when you start doing something you really love that you're passionate about, and a lot of people think, you know, I stink as a painter, I can't, I can't do art. It's not about that. It's about opening up to your creative flow, your creative flow is attached to money, love, relationship, everything that's your one of your lower chakras right and if that's blocked you're going to have a lot of trouble in that department so opening up to your creativity whatever that looks like it doesn't have to be painting for you but it's it's being carefree it's being open it's being in surrender it's being in flow with the universe you know when i paint i always sometimes i try to control things and that's one of the reasons i'm doing what i'm doing because with abstract, you can't really control it. You know, it turns out the way it turns out. So it's really about trusting the universe, God, the divine, whatever you want to call that energy. And so anything that gets you out of your head and allows you to just create and just be, that is when you elevate your vibrations through the roof. That is when you have healing. That's when you have insights. That's when all kinds of things happen. So anything that you do in that realm is super important for all kinds of healing, not just PTSD. You know, it's so interesting because in my previous book, uh, Naturally Conceived, I talk about fertility, power, and creativity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think for myself, uh, when you are stuck in a failure loop or, of miscarriages, you need something new, something creative to get out of that cycle. Yes. And as you say, that's why I always uh, recommend art or creativity. Whatever you um, actually love, it can be cooking, something that yes. you create something, something out of nothing. Yes. You know? So that actually uh, creates lots of great vibration in you. And it can um, it can actually empower you to create something in yourself, which is your baby. <laughs> right. And it also have lots of good effect in your brain, like um, how can you like um, uh, pineal gland and other um, uh, reproductive functions. You know, a lot of things happening in you when you are uh, feeling creative and you lo- you do lots of things. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. I agree with that totally. Like you said about having a baby. I mean, it's again, it's all creation. It's all when you look at the the chakras, if you know anything about the chakras, right, that that one, your sacral and your, you know, all those, the root chakra, all those have to do with so, so much to do with, you know, creation. And that's and that touches every area of your life, literally. So, yeah. Oh, Lisa. So yes. as you know, this show is about job reinventing. Yes. A job reinvented show. And uh, I ask two questions mostly okay. from my uh, interviewees. Okay. The first one is, what are three factors uh, that you, uh, you follow and you feel that you are successful? Or in another word, we can say, 
uh, three factors that an entrepreneur can follow and be successful? Well, success looks, number one, I want to remind people that success looks different to everybody. You know, like when you're starting out, success is, oh, I'm going to make money. I'm going to have clients. I'm going to be famous or whatever it is. But as you move along, success to me now is really like what makes me happy? What can I do that brings joy to other people? That's success. Because when you do what you love, then the money comes anyway. It's, it's not something you have to work at. You know, you don't have to look at that. So again, I think for the formula for success, and I'm going to give really simple things here because, you know, I, did, I worked with a business coach for years. And it was really hard. I didn't enjoy it. I learned a lot, but it was a, a tough ride. But I would say, um, number one, be in gratitude every day. Be in gratitude for where you are, what you have, what you're learning. Be in gratitude when you hit a wall and you fail because failure is it's just the next step to success. Lots of people fail and they, they fail forward, right? That's what they say. Also, I want to share a little bit about gratitude because I've started doing this other thing called future gratitude. You've probably heard of it where you do the journaling process, but you actually act like as if you've already reached a certain level. Like say, you know, I, for me, I want a really big studio to paint my art, you know, and I want to be in galleries and I want to sell and I want to just really get my my artwork out into the world so i would get a journal and i would sit down and i would journal every day uh you know i am so excited happy and grateful that i've got the most incredible studio and people love my artwork and they're buying it and i'm, I'm and so even as i say that if you could feel my energy like when you start looking at what's possible and what it is that you want, your energy level raises. And of course, law of attraction says you attract what you are vibrating, right? As opposed to, oh God, this is hard. I don't want to do business coaching anymore. I don't, you know, because that that's never going to get you anywhere. So gratitude is a powerful thing to use. Um, number two, intuition. I live by my intuition. And if it's really critical that you learn to, again, hear it, trust it, follow it, because the insights that come in are so powerful. And that's where you get your inspired ideas, right? And that's when you take inspired action. And then the other thing, there are a couple things that I, I could say, and action is one of them, right? Taking action, actually doing something about it. But I just wanted to share something popped into my beingness, and that is your authenticity. You know, when I first was learning how to coach, I didn't want to really show up on camera. I was afraid of being condemned, criticized, judged for who I was, but that's my own you know, unworthiness issues. And so I forced myself to get on Facebook like every day and show up and I evolved over time. But learning to work on your authenticity when you are genuine, down to earth, comfortable in your own skin, that is going to attract more people to you if you're, say, in the business of being a coach or whatever it is. People are attracted to people who are genuine who are loving, who are kind, who are, it's this vibe, right? That just attracts people to them. So uh, those three things, there's so many, but I, again, gratitude first, uh, following your, your intuition, and then really learning to be vulnerable and authentic would be third. Beautiful. And what are three factors that you fail? I'm not saying failing, but to so many people, they don't want to follow up with their entrepreneurship and they get back to previous cycle of what they did before that they didn't like so three things that three things that entrepreneurs fail three things that entrepreneurs fail at 
uh, doing what they yeah. love. <laughs> yeah, I think, okay, first thing that comes to mind is, that's a great question, I just have to think about it, is um, that they give up too soon. You know, there's so often times that we're doing things and we're going along and we're, we're really close to breaking through. And, and again, a lot of people want the magic pill. They're impatient. They want it done now. Right. But this is something that takes time. You have to evolve over time. So staying the course, staying committed, showing up when it's hard, showing up when it doesn't work out, you know, out is what's going to really get you to where it is you want to go. You know, you, when you look at people like Walt Disney and all these people over the years that failed how many times? And they finally made it where they, because they had a vision, they wanted to get where they wanted to go, right? So I think giving up too soon is a big one. Also, I, I believe that we stay, do we, we keep doing what we don't really want to do for too long. Like I worked at my coaching business and my coach said, you know, it's you, you, you don't know what you're doing. You need to learn more or whatever. And so after a couple of years of this, I got really frustrated. And, and this was part of my journey. So everything we learn is still good. But I learned that when something is really hard and you're doing it, number one, you're either not aligned with your true purpose because it's not lighting your fire or it's something that you need to delegate to somebody else. Like if you're putting on a summit, right? And you don't know how to do the technical stuff, you hire a VA. That's what you do. You take away the hard, you delegate so that things are easier for you. So I think sticking with things that are hard, I think that's a big red flag. Something's not right here. I'm either not aligned, I need to get support, you know, I need to move in a different direction. And one of the other things that's coming forward is that a lot of times entrepreneurs do not want to invest in themselves. <laughs> you have to spend money to make money. It's just the way it is. And Again, a lot of times we're lone wolves. We go solo and we try to do everything ourselves. We expend our energy. We're tired. We don't want to do it anymore. When all we had to do was hire one or two people to help us. Because the first time I hired a DA, a VA, and I delegated, it was like this block, this weight off my shoulders. I was like, oh my gosh, I can just do the interviews, which is what I love to do. So making sure that you have the support you need um, because you, you can't, you can't go it alone and you have to invest in yourself. And I always say, get a coach too. And again, that's a whole nother subject because you can stay with coaches too long. You can be with coaches who aren't any good, <laughs> but you still need somebody or join a mastermind where other people are coming together and throwing around a lot of ideas, but do something for support and um, you know, where you can bounce ideas off of other people. These are great recommendations. Actually, I'm just trying to analyze it with myself, like align it with what I'm doing as well. So yes, sometimes we really need somebody else's help. Um, yes. And it's not easy because sometimes you have to explain too much <laughs> to just, uh, just try to um, clarify what you're doing, what you want. But as soon as you learn how to work with people, then it's much easier to go forward for other things. So yeah. uh, you are a TV host as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what is what is your show and what you you are you doing it? Is still doing it? It's called the Mindset Reset TV show. And we stopped when I was when I fell ill with Lyme disease uh, two and a half years ago. And then as I started getting better and we started to want to move into it, my co-host went through a really big divorce after 30 years of marriage okay. and he ended up picking up and moving from New York to California. So 
We've had a that COVID, you know, we've had this series of many things going on over the last two years, but uh, I'm actually, you know, back talking to Robert again, and we have probably 150 people who want to be on the show. So we are going to continue again. Uh, we're moving into that phase and we'll be going into either our third, I think our fourth season, actually. So Whoa, that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. We, we really do virtual want to or um, is in st studio. No, we just do it virtually, but Robert does everything, he sets it up, you know, on a, a really cool screen. And then he and I question everybody. And, you know, we've had people on like Deborah Poneman and Marcy Shimoff and Joe. I mean, just like, you know, Gay Hendricks, all kinds of people. And it's really cool because they talk about their experiences, you know, things that they had happened to them and, and how it affected them and how they grew from it. So it's really about shifting your mindset in the midst of, you know, trauma, tragedy. We all have stuff. We just have to learn to see it in a different way and then grow from it. Beautiful. So you have a website, lizavinson.com, and same uh, with your Facebook, same thing, lizavinson.501. <laughs> Instagram, you have lizavinson again. <laughs> Lisa <laughs> so A. Winston, yes, yes. Yeah. So with the Facebook, uh, or sorry, with the website, what, what do you have there? Oh, I got a lot of stuff. Actually, I redid it. And I'm redoing it again. I just redid it. And then I started having that major reinvention transition happen where I'm moving from coaching into more of my art, doing art workshops, selling my art and that kind of stuff. I am still going to be doing group coaching programs um, to elevate people, not to really work on beliefs. We'll touch on that a little bit, but more of the fun, creative stuff to elevate vibrations and move into you know their soul purpose, find people's soul purposes. Um, and I'm writing another book and I'm still doing interviews and I'm still speaking at virtual events. So I'm still doing a lot of different things, but I, on, on the website, um, I believe I have, you know, work with me. <laughs> I have my artwork. I have my book, media pictures, uh, of Joe and I, and my, my, some of my stuff. So anyway, just go on there and, you know, look around. There's a lot of stuff on there too. So your arts videos. are, um, are available uh, online, right? They aren't yet. We're working on that right now. It's part of the, my my website redesign is is going to have um, a gallery of some sort. Yeah, because I mean, I do some things where I, I've sold some uh, paintings or commissioned paintings. People saw them online or a few people bought stuff. They saw me posting online, but I actually want to have a real gallery website where actually things are for sale. And uh, so, like I said, lots of moving pieces. <laughs> I, I mean, it was just a step of faith saying you know what i'm going to move out of this and i'm going into this and so this is my yeah, second transition yeah, major transition <laughs> that's what we do and you are really good at it oh i don't know about yeah. that but <laughs> you know when you when it has to happen it has to happen so <laughs> thanks for all the inspiration i'm really happy to connect with you and hopefully or in uh, audience also enjoy this so much thank you thank you so much with you yeah thank yeah. you Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition channel to get the latest interviews and order my book PTSD Compass through Amazon. How to confront PTSD and navigate trauma to triumph.